Welcome to episode 35 of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. Hello everyone, I'm Hector. I'm here with my tag team partners, Raymond and Mark. Stay away from mommy. <laughs> that, that, that was just random. Yeah. Um, I, yes, everyone, I'm back. The show can go back on as normal. You know, it, I, I know well, it's, well, I wasn't well. here for a couple of weeks, so. <laughs> the ratings have just gone up. Just, just just by you saying hi, the ratings just went up. There we go. There you go. Well, let's let's go straight into um, Crown Jewel, which I think that's what we left off in the last episode. Um, I was shocked that um, Seth and Drew started off the show. Good match. It, it made um, Drew Drew McIntyre look like a monster because it took what two curb stomps and a pedigree to beat him. But with them being the first match, I I had. The, the fantasy or idea that it was going to be a cash-in. I don't see a cash-in happening in the first match of a pay-per-view. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I didn't like the ending of the whole cash-in or Drew trying to cash-in. And um, the only reason I had an issue was I feel like he gave the referee the briefcase, said he wanted to cash-in. Then, as we know, Sami Zayn came in and took the briefcase and ran away with it, and now the cash-in basically doesn't count. He took it from the ref. He didn't take it from... Damian Priest, or for me, he he gave it in already. So it should it should count, but I don't know, different rules, whatever. Anyway, what do you guys thought about that match? I thought it was a really good match. I didn't care for the ending myself. Um, I thought that having a cat, I thought he was going to fail the cash in, like he was going to cash in and then fail. Mm. But I guess they're delaying that uh, process with him. But it was a good match. I gave it an eight out of ten. Wow, we we give you ratings now. <laughs> oh, thank God this isn't a Meltzer system. <laughs> no, not, that, is that a five star match? It's eight out of ten. Okay. I, I was waiting for the, uh, the Raymond to give his Homer Simpson type uh, review of seven thumbs up. You know, I was waiting for that kind <laughs> of uh, kind of thing. Um, um, Rollins McIntyre was quite good. Yes. Um, definitely the right choice. For the first match of the of, of the card, now I didn't watch Crown Jewel until two days later, so I was a little behind. I literally was finishing watching Crown Jewel as Raw was about an hour in, so I made sure I'm not looking at any spoilers or anything, and then I tuned into you know, Raw highlights afterwards. But it was definitely a hot start to the show. I'm still disappointed that Rollins isn't losing. I feel like he's going to hold on the title. Probably for the next handful of months, unless War Games is going to be where he loses it because they're going to keep cashing on him like during the match. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. Um, which I think could happen. I have, like, I have like three. I have like three fantasy theories for that match. Well, let me finish my yeah, my, yeah, my, uh, yeah, yeah. my point here. You know, let's <laughs> see. We're only a couple minutes in. I was already rudely interrupted once. Yeah, interrupted. Great, you interrupted. You said something. Great. Welcome. You, welcome you, back. You said, you said something about cash in. I said I, I have my theories about it, and I stood quiet. Now it's your turn. <laughs> hey, when I started anyway, when I started off the show, I did say my tag team partners. I tagged in. What the hell? No, 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 no. That's one of those tags where I'm like near the ropes, and you just slap I slap you in the back. I slapped him in the back and said, I got this. What the fuck, man? The guy's down. Let me get my cheap shot in. And now you go back in. Listen, we've seen how that goes in other tag teams. (laughs) So 
So just don't take the pinfall and put and pull and be like Bret Hart and Owen Hart and it'd be like Owen Hart, I kicked the no, leg no, no, out of no, your no. leg. I, I got the, the oh. cheap tag in. He started getting up and now I'm tagging you back in. Do the work. Now for McIntyre, I think that was the key to get him to this full on heel turn swing. He's frustrated and tired of, of the way things are going. And I think we're gonna have a heel McIntyre and I think he's gonna resign with the company. So we're, he'll forge ahead. And I I do um think that he will be a great feud for Cody. I think that's what we're going to end up going towards is Cody. I'm going to trust the Usos, the bloodline. Well, you know what I mean? Usos from Jay Uso from the bloodline, and McIntyre is going to go after him. So it gives Cody something to do until we get towards the road to WrestleMania. So I think that that's the direction it goes. I think you signed already, and by the way. I saw like somewhere he signed a new contract. Maybe wrong. I don't know, but I think I heard he signed. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I haven't seen or heard anything yet, but we'll see. But I think it finishes like right before, right before around Mania. So I don't know if they they resigned him already, but yeah. Um, after that, uh, I guess we can talk about mommy. She beat up everybody, and she, 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 <laughs> mommy is always on top. Anyway, she retained her title. Yeah, I mean it was a good match. I wasn't expecting anything good from that match, but I enjoyed it. I hated the finish. I, it was it was a little like. Simple, I guess, or basic. Like, it was nothing special about it. But, yeah, I enjoyed the, the entire match, though. The ending could Why been... is Dana being the one pinned? There's no reason for that. Yeah. That's what I hate. I give it a 10 out of 10. That's it. Oh. Moving on. Whatever. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, Logan looked great again. Um, the only thing, this time he's, he left with a title. He ended up winning the United States title from Rey Mysterio. And as if you follow him on social media, I, today he posted the title doing everything from sleeping with his fiance to taking a shower to going for a jog on the treadmill. And I think that's what WWE wanted. Gonna, that United States um, title is going to get more exposure than any of their titles ever did before. It read it very close to his private parts. That's enough exposure. Sean, anyway. Sean has done worse with that title. Oh, this is true too. <laughs> he has humped it. He has worn it naked. He has done many things with that title. He's done things with Sonny with it and everything. Huh. I mean, point anyway. That match with Logan Paul and Mysterio was, was quite good. And, you know, it's so easy to want to hate on Logan Paul, but yep. it's unbelievable how good he is in such a short amount of time. Think about it. a year ago at this time, if I'm correct, he was faced, he faced Roman Reigns for the title, right? A year ago? Yeah, yeah. Last yeah, exactly. So if you compare his match with Roman to his match with Mysterio, he's only had a handful of matches in between that. Logan Paul has somehow gotten exponentially better, and he was very good even then. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, don't, I can't recall um, Logan Paul having a bad match. He's just naturally talented. Yeah. If you tell me Logan Paul's having a match, I'm, I'm very interested in the match. Let me ask. Raven, were you saying something? Yes, I was going to ask a question, but you finish your thought process first. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So my question was this, because there was a lot of things. that There was a spot where Rey Mysterio, I guess, jumped the rope, and his head almost hit the mat, but his hands kind of caught himself. But a lot of people are giving Logan Paul a whole bunch of credit. Or, yeah, I mean, he caught, he caught him. Ring sense. He caught him. I mean, w w was it because he he's so gifted, or was he just in the right place at the right time? But I think yeah, that's where my question is. 
I, yeah, I think I think Logan. Logan I mean, he didn't have to catch him. He could have just let him bounce off of him and, and fall. But I mean, no, he was in the right place and it looked good. And yeah, he he saved him because he he definitely didn't have to catch him. That is reflex, like oh, you bounced on me and I'm gonna catch you. And he he had to drop a knee to catch him. So, I mean, he's he saved him from I don't I don't know how serious the injury could have been falling on your head on the, that speed. You never know. But yeah, I I think he he saved him. How much now? You can't say he 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 did it on purpose. It could have been by accident, but hey, he did save him. So you gotta give him some kind of credit. You you Raymond would have probably just like watched him for. Oh yeah, I would move to the side. <laughs> if if it was mommy, Raymond would have literally done everything in his power to like land on me, land on me, you know. <laughs> and now if it was mommy. That's a whole different story. Mommy and I would have saved. Yeah, and she would have been on top. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, always on top. I, I, I don't I don't want to go too off of on Crown Jewel, but since we're talking about Logan Paul and how great he is, who do you think is better, Logan or Bad Bunny? Logan. Okay. Mm, I like Bad Bunny, but I mean, I guess they're equal for me. I think I would say equal. Okay. No, so here's the thing about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, better in terms of the high-flying kind of stuff, you but Logan so? Paul is more believable. And yeah. I'm more invested. Like, if you tell me that at WrestleMania 40, Bad Bunny's taking on anybody, I'm going to be like, eh, okay, maybe, whatever. Logan Paul versus anybody, I'm going to be interested and into it because Lo- Logan just has the it factor. Yeah. I, I like I like Logan more. And there was, like, a brief rumor about um, Logan um, challenging Bad Bunny. I don't want to see that match because I feel like they're not, they're not ready to carry a match on their own. You would need someone with more experience to at least. You could have a tag match. Yeah, tag match. Yeah, but to one on one, I don't know. I think I'll, you will see stuff that you don't want to see, as mistakes and everything. And also, what you said, on Mark, about talking about how Logan is um where he was one year ago to now. You you have to say I, we're going just a little off. The same thing about uh, LA Knight, because you got to think about it, in January he was basically a stepping stone for Bray Wyatt. And now, within what eleven months, he's fighting for the heavyweight title. So it, it's yep. it, interesting what could happen in, in within a year. By the way, I have a dream match. Not a dream match. I have a prediction for WrestleMania. By the way, if if they want to go to Logan Paul, Bad Bunny row. Okay. Logan Paul, Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller against Bad Bunny, Carlito, and Rey Mysterio. I'm sorry. Just say that one more time. So it would be Logan Paul. Uh-huh. Austin Theory and Grayson Waller okay. taking on um, Carlito, Bad Bunny, and Rey Mysterio. Oh, I like that. I like that. I think that's the route they could possibly go. I like that, but I, I also get them both in there. I also like what I think. What's more logic now is um, Lo- Logan Paul versus LA Knight. Oh, we're getting. I, I think LA Knight getting the U.S. title at the Rumble is almost a oh, at the Rumble. Great. Okay, if he if he gets the if Ellen Knight gets the title at the Rumble, then I like I like your idea. If not, then it's LA it's LA Knight versus Logan at Mania. Well, there's only one reason why I say that the Rumble would be the case because with how the momentum LA Knight has, even with losing at Crown Jewel, because obviously there's a lot of interference and stuff, which we'll get into as, yeah. as we go over Crown Jewel. You know, if he's going to be in the Rumble, the crowd's going to hijack to have LA Knight win the Rumble. When the reality is. There's only two people as of now I see winning the Rumble, and that's either Cody Rhodes or Gunther. Mm-hmm. So it was I, Gunther eventually is going to lose the IC title, 
Yeah. But I do think Gunter is my my free favorite pick for the Rumble, and I think he beats Rollins at Mania to beat Roman Rollins. I think that's the route it's going, and it's not Cody finishing the story against Seth Rollins. So I'm going to just emphasize that, underline it, bold it. Cody's story does not finish with Seth Rollins. It finishes no, with Roman Reigns. It, it, it finishes with that title. I don't care if it's Roman or whoever has Roman's title, the undisputed title, that finishes the story. So yeah. so yeah, so he he can't fight Seth and then say he finished because he he never wants that title. He wants what right. Roman has, and who I don't care if it's uh, who, our truth comes back and beats Roman, then it's then it's our truth versus Cody. What about CM Punk? What <laughs> it, 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 it could be CM Punk? I don't see I see CM Punk coming back more and more now as we get closer to Survivor Series, but I don't see CM it's Punk ever ever, ever wearing a title. There's no reason for it. Yeah, there's no reason for that. They're starting to drop a lot of hints now, like all over. It's it's, like, it, it's all over now. So if it's if it's this is like the biggest um oh man, what do you call that in the movie? Um, egg. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah, there's Easter eggs everywhere now. From 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 USA Network doing it, WWE. Um, CM Punk is doing it on his side when he's doing his MMA stuff. It's everywhere. So are they all playing with the fans or it's it's happening? Uh, so let's let's stick with LA Knight main event as as you know he didn't win the title it was a basic old fashioned Roman Reigns match he wins by interference help from the bloodline um I'm getting tired of it but I also like that it kept LA Knight on the top spot it showed that basically Roman couldn't beat him without help so it leaves him as a top uh, face. And um, so it would like like to see where LA Knight goes from now. Supposing on house shows he's fighting um solo. I don't know if that's where his storyline goes from now. But um, I mean the match was good. LA Knight showed that he could hang with as a main eventer. But I, like I said, just I'm just getting tired of the bloodline story of Roman always winning by help from the bloodline. I thought it was you know frozen for a second, but I mean, as far as the match, I think uh, we kind of already predicted that uh, it was. I thought it was a waste of a match for uh, Roman. Like they could have done something different. I think a Cena versus Roman would have been better to set him off on his retirement or maybe semi-retirement. Um, I think that uh, it did make LA Knight uh, shine as like you know a performer, but. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think it was like the best match in the whole world. So I was like, eh, whatever. I stopped caring after Mommy. I'm going to hang the line. After Mommy, I stopped caring. It, it didn't look like the best match because we've seen it already. We've seen it, but it's like, it's a good filler, right? Like, you know, to have Roman versus Cena one last time before Cena went off back into Hollywood to no, set him off, right? No, no. Like to set him off. But I'm saying him versus. That's what I him versus LA Knight, it's like the same recipe. Like you know how you have like this this nice uh, cake or whatever, and this is the recipe. That's the same thing that's happening in every Roman's match. It ends the same way, no matter who he faces. Is that he's going to that, crush you, or he's going to make you look good? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, like you kind of said, but the whole storyline with uh, Roman, 
I know people are now counting down, like now they call now frustrated with that he's still champion. Uh, it's like people like as uh what's the name? And Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. People are fickle. So I don't know. It's like you lose lose either way. Yeah. Mark, anything? No, I'm gonna pass on this one. Not really much for me to add here. Raymond's kinda of said it all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, so we'll we'll leave it at that. But I mean, the two people that he, the last two people he crushed were Edge and Ryan, and they, and they're gone. And then everybody else, um, Jay, Cody, Sami Zayn, Ellie Knight, all have been um, helped with interference and everything. And it just seems it's the same story. He he only fights what every two three months, and then when he does, he wins by like, oh, so, cheating or whatever. Quick story. So I read online that um, Roman is supposed to be leaving at Mania like permanently, or at least for a long period of time, because of his uh, cancer or sickness. That this is going to be like his farewell match for WWE is what I read. Do you think that's going to be the case or no? Um, I, I I'll say something real quick, and I'll let Mark talk. Um, I also read two different articles, something like that. It's going it's going to be a I quit match. Uh, which which direction they go, I don't know. I more and more. Same way I feel like CM Punk is coming more and more. I feel like Roman's going to beat Hogan's record. But, um, Mark, I don't know. What do you think? Roman better not break Hogan's record. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. But, uh, Ro- Roman's due for a long vacation, and we know that it's going to be him losing the title. It's just a matter of, is it going to be Cody or not? And I think that I put match, I heard the same thing. I feel like that's the best route to go because that puts the stamp on it. Because you can even add this, like, you know Cody's going to win. If you're having the match, you know Cody's going to win. Stories, he's going to finish the story. So you might as well put an exclamation point on it. Okay. Yeah, I, I just feel like, well, he's like 300, a little off from Hogan. So it's like, it's so close. And you, you want somebody more notable to have a record. So to say, hey, he's the second highest, so at least because I can't, I can't see him beating Bruno's, but at least be Hogan for for so many reasons. I mean, it's, it's right there. It, it'd be no silly. one is beating Bruno, huh? No one is beating Bruno. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that would be I don't know, that would be crazy to do that, but um, yeah. Um, real quick, um, we had the return of um. Oh, can we say? I'm definitely saying that wrong. Mark? She looked beautiful. She did. Oh, my goodness. I I, I like whatever she had on compared to um, her pirate gimmick and all that. Oh, yeah. It looked way better. She looked more intimidating and more like... I I couldn't stand the pirate gimmick. Yeah. Pirate Stane is one of the nicest human beings alive. Signs everything you have. Always a sweetheart to the fans. (laughs) I mean, I can't, like, you always can cheer for her, but I just hated the gimmick that she had. Like, like I hate it almost as much as I hated Orange Cassidy's gimmick, which Kector and I will get into our little Orange Cassidy story a little later in the episode here. Um, because we're out Comic Con was this past weekend, and not going to mention any names, but somebody made me take a picture with Orange Cassidy. But I made him. <laughs> but Kyrie saying with this character, to me, this this is what she needs to be taken very seriously, and she looked great with that elbow and oh, yeah. like her and EO together 
add them a layer because remember Bailey's the one that took Kyrie out. Yeah. Like her last before she left. So it's a nice little storytelling moment, and I'm very happy to see her back. Yeah, I, I I like her back. I like like I said, I like her outfit. It looked she had like a symbol in front of it. It looked something like like a, I guess from Captain Marvel or something. But um, yeah, never liked the pirate thing. I thought that was a little silly and everything. Um, and then let's I'm go. Gonna, I'm, huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal AJ Lee's little saying and change it up a little bit. I dig Asian chicks. Go ahead, move it forward. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad you could leave your two cents in. Raymond, you're very welcome. That's top of the line stuff right there. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Raymond, Raymond, you, you brought it up a little while ago, so let's go back to it since we haven't really talked about it. Um, Cena, last episode, um, I said that Cena was going to lose, and you had a great uh, little story or whatever. So I changed my mind. I should have stuck with mine because Cena lost, uh, and. The strike is over, so I don't even think we're gonna see Cena on this this week at SmackDown. So I was just wondering now what happens now with Cena. Does he stay with the big losing streak? Does he ever come back? Is that was that was his last match? That's how we see him. What do you guys think? He's gonna be gone for a little bit. I I, I don't think it's his final match. I think if they are gonna do a final match, it's gonna be in the states, and I think it would be something big as WrestleMania. Um, and then that would be like the, the final curtain call, if you will. So I think we see him at least one more time, but it's going to be a little while before we see him. Got it. Yeah, we're still due for a Cena retirement match. Like that was just meant to put Solo over, which was the right call, even though I wanted Cena to win. It was yeah. the right call. Um, but there will be one day a final match. And I, I have a feeling that the final match, it won't be like – so cut and dry, no it's be a final match. I feel like he's gonna try and like for his last run, whenever it's size to be, try and go for a seventeenth world title run mm. and add a title versus career. And yeah. everybody's gonna think, Oh, he's gonna win seventeen to break the record and he actually loses and that's his career. Like that's where I think it goes one day. Gotcha. Um, I I wouldn't mind him coming back and finally giving everybody what they what we wanted and coming back as a heel. Um but um I can see him definitely coming back hopefully before Mania, get like a little winning streak and then like earn his way to fight Solo again and beat Solo at Mania. And then if he wants to leave after that, fine. But I would, I would love to see a, a real quick heel turn at least for like three months or something. Basically because he's so fed up of losing and everything. But um, that would be interesting. And um, The Miz right now is on a skyrocket. And I, I think he might win at Survivor Series. Call me crazy. Miz, I think, um, yeah, I don't know if he's going to win it. I don't think he does. No? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, for some reason, I think something crazy is going to happen at Survivor Series. That might be one of the crazy things, or the only crazy thing. But I, I have I have high hopes on Miz uh, winning the Intercontinental on, on group. Thoughts? Mark, no? Miz doesn't win it? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, I, that's all I have to say. There's no real thing. He's just not winning it. Bunker <laughs> losing the title is going to be to somebody that's actually, it's going to make a sense. And I think the only person that it's going to be at this point is Ilya Dragunov. Hmm. 
you, you think well, he would have to get called up. I don't see that happening anytime soon, especially. especially I think Gunther's won the title for a while. I think Gunther will win the world title while being inter- Intercontinental Champion. You think so? I am. I'm willing to make that prediction right now. Okay. That he wins WrestleMania beating Seth Rollins and will be a world champion and Intercontinental Champion at the same time. Wow. Okay. I know that never crossed my mind. I always saw him losing that and then like not even asking for a rematch. And going straight for that. Almost something like what we're going to talk about now with um, AEW. Um, Samoa Joe, he defeated Keith Lee and retained his um, Ring of Honor television title. And then after the match, he basically forfeited the, the title and said that the next title he'll be wearing will be the AEW heavyweight title. So I can, I can say doing something like that. Like basically, I don't want this belt no more because I, my mind is on something higher. But... um. Yeah, so Mojo just puts the belt on the floor, says he doesn't want it no more, which kind of makes the title look like crap. And especially for the next person now to win it. But, um... Like no, one, no one can actually beat, uh, you know? Yeah. Actually beat him. So he, he becomes another enemy for MJF. And then um, from there we have, what, the claim get attacked by the devil and his henchmen backstage. We still don't know who the, the devil is. Been... I'm, I'm confident it's Jack Perry. You think so? Yep. I, my original prediction a, long, a while ago when I said how it would be Adam Cole setting all the strings and stuff. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be. But now that I'm hearing that, that he actually did get surgery and it actually was legit. Oh, you heard that? Because I didn't hear that. Yeah, I, I heard it was legit. I mean, through oh. my independent source okay. that it actually was a surgery done. You know... I'm still a little reluctant, but in hearing it from him, right. I'm more believing it. That's why I'm changing my answer to Jack Perry being the uh, the devil. Well, next week is full gear, so I'm hoping we get an answer. Something. Um, in the internet world or whatever, I've been hearing that it could be Britt Baker, but then that will be connected to Adam Cole. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, hopefully Wait, we'll find out. Huh? Did you hear the latest AEW news? That actually, just broke a few minutes ago. By the way, um, probably not. W- the bunny no longer part of the company. Oh no! Yep, they mutually parted ways. Just her or the blade? Just also? her. Is um, I mean, this is I guess too personal. But is she still dating the blade or? She's still with the blade. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't have the insider info for, for their relationship, but as of last right. check, they were together. You notice how um, Raymond is silent because he doesn't watch AEW. No, Raymond sounds I think he got kicked off the, uh, the, 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 the feed. Did he? Yeah. Oh. He sent me a text. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. I'm getting a text now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's all right. We can run the show without him. <laughs> he was the third wheel anyway. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, let me see. One. Let me see. I close. Anyway, okay. So, I, um, it, it was nice to see the Young Bucks have a story where it's okay for Jericho and Omega to call them whiny bitches. But when CM Punk yeah. did it, it was like, it's bad for CM Punk to say it. But it's okay for Jericho and Omega to say it on TV. But well, I, you know I, how I this it. goes. <laughs> I mean, they have to look like they finally gonna look like the bad ones, and which CM Punk has said in real life they are. But now we get to see a little story about it, which is gonna be very interesting. 
Yeah, the Golden Jets against the Young Bucks. Yeah, what a great name. Um, I feel like AEW is going to use every single name possible, and sooner or later, nothing will be able to get trademarked because AEW has <laughs> thousands of trademarks. I, I just think it's crazy how how fast and easy they make shirts. It, well, remember, pro wrestling tees, they, it's, a, it's a screen printing system. You know, yeah. all they do is have design set up. It doesn't take that necessarily long. If you have a talented artist, talented person, but it's so the, just it, design and you put it in the machine, and boom, it's printing the shirts. It's the most simple thing, though. Like, like, okay, fine, that's going to be their tag team, and it seems like they're going to have, like, two or three matches. Fine, you make a shirt of that. But I'm talking about, like, someone who was just say, like, for, like, uh, Orange Cassidy, I have no catchphrase. And within, by midnight, there's a t-shirt that says, I have no catchphrase. Or or just just the most simple quote. And it means nothing. Like, um, Tony Storm would be like, oh, what, what's it, chin down, tits out, and boom. Right in the shirt. By midnight, shirt. So I just think it's like, like stuff like that. And, and well, the thing th- is that there's no such thing as excess inventory pro wrestling tees for the most part. Right. Because it's print on demand. Yes. Like once somebody buys, they print. So the only extra that usually is are what they call, I'm not error shirts. There's another term for it. So basically they do like grab bags and it's like six bucks and you're getting like a shirt that has like an error on it. Like it's off center or it's like it's missing part of the print or whatever. They sell those on pro wrestling tees. Gotcha. So otherwise, the margins are good. That's why they're like you know again, you have a decent enough artist who put these together. And it's not like WWE. WWE now, because I know they're partnered with Fanatics now, which I can't hate Fanatics. <laughs> but there's obviously they print out in advance and have all these shirts. So if somebody doesn't sell, somebody doesn't move the needle. They're stuck with a lot of shirts. Correct. It's like I'm sure they're stuck still stuck with a lot of Matt Riddle shirts. <laughs> Have you seen him on? on uh, oh, I said it to you, right? His his latest post. Said what? Matt Riddle's la- latest post on Instagram. Oh, the one where he's like about to go on OnlyFans. Yeah. He's... Yeah, I really didn't need to see that. Thank you. <laughs> hey, if, I, if I'm gonna send you all the girls, I'm gonna send you the latest from Matt Riddle. Oh, wait, listen, not that there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> but I, I I don't need to see that. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, his wife. I'll, I'll if, stick with if, the. What was that? As, as if anyone doesn't know, his wife is, is an adult uh, film star, and she's pregnant, so maybe he needs to put in the work now. Wait, the chief knocked up? Yeah. You have, oh, oh so you don't follow him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, mm. she's knocked up. They, he, they're doing photos like crazy. They're doing like wow. the whole Matt Hardy style, taking um, photos with themes and all of that in the jungle and all that crazy stuff. And people got too much time on their hands. <laughs> well, he does. He's, he he can't do nothing for 90 days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, who do you think is better since we're getting close to it or maybe we're not? Um, Roman or Hogan? Because as you saw the record, Roman has the title for 1,162 days and has only defended his title uh, 54 times, while Hogan... Had his title for 1,474 days, almost 300 days more, and he defended 468 titles. Times. Yeah, that's a big difference. Very big difference. Uh, you know, with Hogan, I, to me, I'm always going to say Hogan's more impressive. Right. And there's a couple of reasons behind it. Number one, obviously, the amount of defenses. That, that, that's common sense. The second thing is, Hogan. Now remember, this, during the time Hogan had this reign, there was no such thing as weekly television in terms of 
you know, being on broadcast television or anything like that. Yeah. It was the thing as pay-per-views. Or it was always closed circuit. You know, even WrestleMania, when they had, like, WrestleMania 2, they had it in a couple different cities and, you know, and like, you know, Nassau Coliseum and Chicago and all that stuff. Different times. Right. Hogan's yeah. was more impressive because of the fact that how much he traveled. These guys ran house shows up the ass. Exactly. These guys were all over the place. Now, Hogan, they get Hogan always had his bread and butter. Hogan must pose, punch, finger waggle, leg drop, the whole night. But look at the people that Hogan beat. Now, granted, not saying Roman did beat Lesnar multiple times, and he beat Edge, and he beat Cena, and he beat them with good names, but Hogan, Hogan's victories not only put WWF on the map, but their pop culture, like everybody knows Hogan slamming Andre and retaining the title. Yep. Everybody knows, you know, when Hogan and, well, obviously Macho Man was later on, but because it was wasn't during this reign, but everybody knows Hogan and DiBiase during their little thing, which I think was also after. Hogan, Hogan Piper, they're going back and forth in the WrestleMania 1 match. Hogan King Kong Bundy. You know, there's a lot of yeah. things that associate with it. So Hogan reign in general, the people that he beat, the rigorous schedule that he went through, especially during that time, and took a company and put it on his shoulder and made it as, insane, as insanely good as it became, was always more impressive. Roman, yes, WWE right now can be argued is more popular now than it was five years ago, ten years ago. You know, let's say post-early post ruthless aggression era. Let's say, like, when we hit the PG era, this is the most popular WWE has been based on, not even because of ratings you can't necessarily count in terms of the pop culture references, in terms of visibility, in terms of coverage. But it's still no, nowhere close to Hogan. Yeah, like you said, the house shows were totally different, and that has stopped ever since the pandemic and everything. I think Roman's more. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me right now, but Roman's more on a on a Bruno schedule. Because Bruno basically fought, I think, every other month, whenever they were at the Garden. Basically, they wasn't really traveling to different um, states and everything that much for Bruno. So he had that title for seven years, six years, whatever it was, but. It's, but he never really fought. And CM, CM Punk always had that issue with that, basically. But, um, yeah, I think Roman, like, he could be more compared to to Bruno, even though he's far away from it. But compared to Hogan, Hogan busts his ass, well, I think it was like four or five times a week, while Roman would be happy we see him fight once a month. But, yeah. Anyway. This, this was a little weird. I, I don't know where they're going with this. Well, basically, what's going on? But um, Vince McMahon is selling a big part of his share of TKO. So is this him basically walking away officially? Or are they worried about more um, stuff coming from his secret closet? I don't know. What do you think? I think a forced, uh, forced buyout, so to speak. Okay. Like they had the public record saying that Vince is uh, not a health hazard, like a, like a company hazard or something like that. I don't know what the proper term terminology is, but he was listed on there as like like a negative for the company. Right. So I think it's more of a power move, a forced power move. Gotcha. I mean, I, I know he wanted to be a big part of the, when it was time to do the negotiations and talk. And if so, he did, he did his job for that. Now, I guess he's just going to take his bag of money and retire officially. I would. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much for him to do. Be just 
besides saying I own 49% or whatever you want to say. I guess. Um, let's, we're going to rewind in my little predictions. You can tell me what you think or if you have your own. For Survivor Series, I definitely see um, Seth losing his title. And it all has to do with um, Damian Priest cashing in. Of course, I see Punk coming in, attacking Seth, and causing him, and causing Damian Priest. And that's okay because Seth could get his revenge on CM Punk because they don't need a title for that story. Uh, more realistic, without having CM Punk return, um, I see Drew still being pissed off, um, almost killing Seth in that cage, and Damian Priest cashing in. And the last one, which is a little, another crazy one. Go, 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 go. You said Drew? Yeah. Like, after the match is over, Drew McIntyre locks himself in. Did Drew, like, somehow from Raw join the Judgment Day and I just... No, no, I I have something, that's my third choice. But my second choice is Drew McIntyre locks himself in the cage. And I guess, I don't know where everybody is. I'm just, just my fantasy thing. He beats him really bad, and then Damian Priest gets into the cage and pins Seth. Uh, and then the last one, since it's only four on four, and it's usually five on five, I could see just for this night, Judgment Day adding Drew McIntyre. Since everyone on the opposite side, Drew hates. Drew hates Seth. He hates Sammy. He hates um, Jay. He hates Cody for bringing Jay. So I can see him just for one night. He finally decides, okay, I'm going to listen to to Rhea and join Judgment. And now Cody's team or whoever's team that is has to bring somebody. Surprise, surprise. Is it Randy Orton? I don't know who it is, but I can see it, it, it going to five. Because we've never had a war game for four and four. It's always been five and five. Or even bigger with the tag teams and everything. So I can see just for this case. Huh? I said it's true. It's always been five Yeah, on yeah. Five. So I can see we still have, what, two weeks. So I... I can see Rhea finally getting into Drew McIntyre's head, and just for this one night only, he's going to join just so he can fight against all his basically enemies because he doesn't really have beef with Judgment Day, but he has beef with everybody on the opposite side. So, the, so who joins the, the, the team of faces if McIntyre's joining Judgment Day? Well, you're going you're gonna to have to pick. It's not going to. I doubt it's CM Punk to be in a tag team match like that. I would have to be your surprise partner is Randy Orton or. I don't any other person you could find that's walking around um, jerking the curtains. You do Orton in a, in a war games match though, come back from injury as a as a surprise. Yeah, I would do it. I mean, he doesn't have he he, he could be the last one in, and it, it would be Cody's perfect um special surprise. He made a phone call and it's his buddy, his mentor, and then have finally have Randy turn on him. I mean, we could go. Sure, I'm just worried about him getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say if he comes the last one, he can't really get hurt. I mean, I know it's a dangerous match. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be Randy. It could be somebody else. I just, I'm just throwing names out there so you can have a surprise. And, and like because Sam Kino, because you know, if you say, "Hey, you, we can leave one spot open because it's a surprise," everyone's gonna expect CM Punk. And if Randy comes out, it's the only time people are not gonna boo. No, that's true. That they wouldn't boo Randy. They're not. They're not Yeah, they're not booing Randy. Anybody else comes out if it's I don't. Care who it is, I don't. Our uh, truth, he finally makes his return, or anybody, they are going to kill and boo them to hell if it's not CM Punk. But if Randy comes, everybody for that second forget about CM Punk. So that's the only reason I, I say Randy, and it'll be a big surprise, and it'll be a hit final um, 
way to get back. But no matter what, I still see Drew somehow destroying Seth and um, Damian Priest finally cashing in. And then you go any story with that on Mania. But, um, yeah, you, uh, if you have any theories, if not, um, we, we can move on from there. Let's move on. All right, um, pretty simple, though. Um, NXT is moving to the CW Network starting in October of 2024. Um, basic channel, which is good for NXT um, superstars. They're going to be seen more on basic television. It's broadcast TV. Yeah. My only thing is I was... I wanted. I knew I, I wasn't gonna get it. Wrestling all in one place. So it, it would be great if everybody was just on USA, but that's not happening. We're still waiting to see where Raw is gonna land. But um, yeah, so we have one. We have um, NXT on CW. SmackDown is going to be on USA, and we're still waiting to hear about Raw. Um, so we're looking at basic probably three different networks. So let's see how that yeah, works out. Raw. I could see Raw going to like sci-fi or something or some, something like that. Something part of the NBC Universal Umbrella or something. Okay. I mean, I, I guess. I, I keep hearing um, Amazon. So I hear like a streaming thing. But um, it'd be nice to have one of them to not worry about being PG. But Amazon would be good. That way, since you're basically paying for it, you, they could say... Not that they're going to go crazy and go rated R, but you are called Roar. You might as well go a little Roar and have a little cursing going on or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I already... Like, I have, like, you know, Thursday Night Football for Amazon as it is, so I've already, I've already got that. Yeah. Let's, let's Raw on there, too. Let's, let's make it even better. And it's still rumored that CW was talking, or they, they have an offer for um, Billy Corgan's NWA. So it'd be interesting if, if they still follow through with that, or that's. I don't think so. But no? did you see why they why they might have pulled it back? No. So they had a skit with with Father James Mitchell, like doing drugs and like at a strip club in like at the the NWA pay per view, like part of the part of the um uh. the thing. And now CW was like pissed that that even it's not a pay per view. It shouldn't even matter in my opinion. Yeah. But they still didn't like it anyway. So yeah. that could be why they could potentially bow out and NXT just right in. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and having Cena and Undertaker um, just a couple of weeks ago on NXT definitely helped get that deal done. So just imagine, like, if ratings are going down on, on the CW, just call up a couple of legends and have them show up at NXT, and they're all good. But um, besides that, I think that's a wrap. Is that a wrap? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think. I'm trying to think if there's anything I wanted to. We're, we're SmackDown Friday, yeah. and then and then everything else starts next week. Full Gear, Survivor Series. Um, what? This Saturday's the big event? Wait, wait, speaking of convention, I just want to point out, everybody, when Hector and I got Orange Cassidy at Rhode Island Comic Con against my will, he had absolutely <laughs> nobody at his table. I just want to point that out. I have to tell people that. There was literally no one. It was a ghost town. Like, you could see the tumbleweed flying through the convention. Jesus. Barbara Eaton had a line that was, like, literally out the door. <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Like, they could have used Orange Cassidy's line for, like, the back the backdraft of Barbara Eaton's line. Um, um, but, but, yeah, we have... Yeah, I don't want to go to, I don't wanna go outside of the wrestling world. So, I, I, Orange Cassidy, I thought he was in character. He was. Everything was um too cool or 
not impressive. So you would think if he was what you say is true, that there was nobody on his line, you would think he would be a little excited to see two people interested in taking a picture with him and paying for it. And uh, no, he was just very nonchalant, like, uh, okay, let's go. Amazing character. <laughs> And um, uh, I did. We got the base this weekend, so that's good. Yeah, oh, but back to um, well, I Rakishi was there. Um, um, Scott Steiner was there. I did go to Matt Hardy. Super nice guy. We talked for a few minutes. It was nice. Um, he seems very into his fans and asking a lot of questions. Where you're from? Um, how long you're here? Blah blah. blah. So yeah. That was my only wrestling experience when it came to Rhode Island. But yeah, this Saturday, big event. Uh, Mommy will be there. R- Raymond will not be, so he's in trouble. Yep. He, he's no, as you know, as he, he lost his card to be Mommy's biggest fan because, yeah. you know, he isn't going to be there. That's just, that's a shame, you know? <laughs> shame. But we have a Kevin Nash is going to be there. The Garcia twins debuting their Garcia name instead of the Bella twins. That's right. And I have a lot of UFC people. Manny Rose, Manny Sachs. I said Manny Rose or Manny Sachs, whatever you want to call it, is going to be there. Oh. Um, you got her Trish? The Dark Circle. <laughs> dark, you mean Dark Order? Oh, is it Dark Order? Dark Circle? Dark, who, who's Dark Circle? I call them Dark Circle. What's Dark Circle? Nothing. Are you making up tables? I think so. Tables? tables. That's the, oh my. That's the one I'm going to enjoy. It's not the Dark Circle? Wow. No, it was a dark order. My let's, goodness. Let's, let's show you how much I've watched them on TV. I don't even think they're on TV anymore. This is coming from an AEW fan. I know, but I, when was the last time you saw them on TV? I can't remember. That's what happens Old when you're age, on. man. Old age. That's what happens when you're not on TV. You need, you need TV time to put your stuff out there. Yeah, Red Velvet's going to be on. She just came back to TV. She's going to be at the big event. Yeah. There's somebody else. Uh, Widow Nightingale. I want to see her. Oh, okay, okay. Well, those on there. Uh, yeah, they're going to have a handful of people at the uh, Suffolk uh, Credit Union Arena in Brentwood, New York. Yeah, so right. for those of you that don't drive, um, good luck on getting there unless you got a ride because, of course, they pick a place in Bumblefuck. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never, I've never been there. I don't know where it's at. I find out Saturday morning when I put it in my GPS where, where it's at. Well, no, first the GPS goes picking up Mark, and then it's going to be going, <laughs> and then it's on the way to yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're, I, I know I know you're on the way over there, so it's the same distance, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's it should be a fun time. Uh, what else? Uh, we have uh, Wrestling Universe. They're going to have um, Swerve Strickland, which I'm excited about that. Yeah. And this weekend, actually, on uh, Sunday... They are going to have Brute High, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, nice. Bob Bolton, and a few others. What else they got? I, think, I don't know those are the two off the top of my head that I remember. Um, they are going to be signing on Sunday. Yeah, I, 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 almost every time I, I go on social media, they're posting about a new um, meet and greet coming up. An ECW day next year in February. They are, they got a few really good ones. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap it up, just because you said ECW, um, yeah. WrestleMania... Next year in Philadelphia, home of ECW, if you bought the VIP package, they're going to take you to the ECW arena, and it's supposed to be hosted by RVD. I, Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to change that because he's been wrestling in AEW, but yeah, that's part of the VIP package that was um, 
some crazy oh. price of. That's pretty. Know. I've never been to the East W Arena. Neither. Actually. I've never been there. So. Only a bunch, but never been there. Yeah. So they definitely have an East W. So I can see definitely maybe. I don't know who. Maybe Paul Heyman or somebody gets inducted to the Hall of Fame since they see. Listen, they gotta have the straw hat guy. There as part of the Did you see? By the way, is it before we go? Um, I don't know if our, uh, our listener is here. The Vladimir documentary on Peacock. Yeah, I, I was surprised that he's not American. I was more surprised that he was Haitian. I, th- I thought he was Spanish or Russian or something. No, I just, I thought, I th- even though he was tan, I thought he was just like a white boy, always tan, tanning because of because he he's he's in great shape. So I thought he was always in the tanning salon or something. When, when no. he started, when he started talking, and I think I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, his, his story is. A great story, um, very well done by the uh, WWE producers or whoever put this together. Yeah, I was surprised um, it was it was old, like it was filmed like during the, the pandemic. Everything I thought it was like well, something yeah, recent. Yeah, it got shelved a couple of times. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you heard this last part of it. They um, they actually created a major bendies for Vladimir. Yes, I saw that. Here. So good for him, and that's, that's somebody that definitely deserves um, recognition. Because I mean that is arguably the most recognizable fan there's ever been. Somebody who yeah. wasn't trying to whore themselves out for attention or anything. He that was just Vladimir being Vladimir. He didn't he exactly didn't ask for he did everything the right way. Everybody loved him. Always a polite guy to all the wrestlers and everything. And, and and he, very happy for he, he's known for I mean he's known for wearing tank tops or sleeveless shirts. But there's also videos of him wearing regular T shirts. It was just his face and being front row and just having energy. He did, like you said. Yeah. He he didn't have to have a sign, or paint his face, or wear a specific shirt and wear that shirt every day. No, he he wore different color shirts, different style shirts. It was just front row with a lot of energy, and just being him. That was and, it. And that's what stood out. And that's what they like. I mean, as a, as a wrestler, or whatever you see a fan just giving it, it they are. And they're cheering, like the old saying, you cheer for the good guys, you boo the bad guys. And that's what he did. He just did it. He, he wasn't there to try to become a wrestler or or be or be, be part of the show. He was just enjoying the show. And it just so happened he, he got noticed. So he will always be like the number one fan and the main fan guy, whatever you want to call it, before yep. all these other people became gimmicks or whatever. But besides that, uh, that's a wrap. So I guess I'll... Yep, I think that's Thanks, everyone, for supporting. Uh, we'll see you around. Be safe. Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye.